Depending on the quality of one Shabbat, one can access an economic force so powerful that it can instantly transform a person's prosperity and, and, and wealth. Uh, and it's interesting because Shabbat is the one day where you can't do anything related to one's business and we don't work. What is that all about and what do I mean by the, the quality of one Shabbat? It's all based on a pasuk, on a verse in Yeshayahu Nunchet uh, Yud Gimel, uh, where the Prophet tells us, Im tashiv mi kochi, If you will s- stop on Shabbos from moving towards doing your business on my holy day, oneg, and you will call Shabbat a time of pleasure, likadosh Hashem, to the dedicated to the sanctity of Hashem, mechubad, honored, rachecha, and you honor your Shabbat by not doing the things you normally do, by going about your usual business, and talking your normal talk. That posuk, um, Rashi says, in, in Amasech, on Daflamet Zion, Rashi says, that's the source of that it's from there that we learn that you can't do or talk business on Shabbos. Uh, and the Matsuda says on that on that posuk, we can't talk about things on Shabbos that are, are not permitted. So that posuk really sets the tone for Shabbos uh, and, and gives us a sense of of how to observe Shabbos. And we'll talk about that in a, in a moment. But the one thing is clear is that we can't do our business here on, on, on Shabbos. We can't talk about business on Shabbos. That introduces an interesting problem for Yom Tov. On Yom Tov, in those days when there was no refrigeration, there was a good chance that you would have to buy your meat on Yom Tov itself. Not only might you have to buy your meat on Yom Tov itself, but the animal might have to be slaughtered on Yom Tov itself. And we've been talking about that in, in recent Mishnayot and Gemaras in, in, in Beitzah. And the, the problem that arises is if, if one needs meat, you're probably not going to need a whole cow. So if, a, if a, a butcher has a cow available, you might get together with a few different people on Yom Tif and go to the butcher and ask for him to slaughter the cow and, and divide it among you. Um, but there would have to be some discussion about price because once the cow is cut up and everybody's been given their meat, how the next day are you going to figure out how much meat each person got if it wasn't weighed and measured and priced? And, and so there's just a technical problem. You're allowed to slaughter a cow and you're allowed to cook the meat and all of that. But how do you do it without doing business on, on Yom Tif? Is the issue of the, of the Mishnah that we have uh, at the bottom of Daf Chav Zayin Amud Bet. Um, and as I, as I mentioned in, in, in yesterday's Matmonim, the whole process of halachic decision-making is not just to decide what the halakha is, but to recognize when halakha creates a, an untenable human condition that needs to be navigated within the principles of halakha. And here's a great example of it. So the way that halakha is structured, it would seem you can't buy, purchase meat on Yom Tov, but you've got to have meat on Yom Tov. And in days before refrigeration, how would you actually do that? So we have a, a paradox here. We have a human dilemma here. And the Gemara deals with how, how to get around that. But before we do that, let's go back to the Posuk in Yeshayahu, which is the source of not being allowed to do business, the, which in fact creates this difficulty. Um, and let's understand more about that. And here we have a beautiful Malbim that, that really describes how Shabbos should be kept. Um, and to me, it's, it's 
almost essential that when one starts learning or teaching Hilchot Shabbat, particularly to children, to teenagers, to young people, this Malbim should be the starting point. We shouldn't start with all the things you're not allowed to do. We should really start with what is Shabbos meant to be and how we're meant to observe Shabbat. And the Malbim says on that posuk in Yeshayahu, there are two principles in Shabbos. Number one, desisting from work. And number two, ha'oneg, pleasure and, and enjoyment. And what I'm instructing you here, the Navi says, is to do these two, two things, not just for physical pleasure and leisure and rest, but to do them because of the mitzvah of Hashem, ala shvita marim tashiv mishabat raglecha, im hashava zu shetashiv raglecha mimlacha, yiyeh misibat hashabat, lo michevitz libcha vahanatcha. The fact that you're not working on Shabbos should be for the purpose of Shabbat, im tashiv mishabat raglecha. If you if you stop walking in your business ways because it's Shabbos, and that's really important. It's not. It's true that Shabbos is a wonderful day of rest. It's true that it's a wonderful day to release ourselves from from technology and from the the shackles of technology. Those are all good things. But we've got to remind ourselves the reason we're doing it is because of kedushat Shabbat. So just as as when. Very often there are people who, anything they eat on Shabbos, will say, they will say Lichvod Shabbat. Whatever they do on Shabbos, they will say Lichvod Shabbat. So here too, the desisting from work, the not doing Melachot, is also something we do Lichvod Shabbat in order to honor the Shabbos. Vinei b'mitzvat ha-Shabbat yeshnei inyanim, says the Malvim. There are two ideas in the mitzvah of Shabbos. First, hashvita shu mitzvah, the one is rest, desisting, which is a mitzvah. And the second one is kudushat hayom shekidshu Hashem sheyipaneh bo mikol hevlei haolam. And the second is the kudusha of the day, the sanctity of the day, that Hashem has instructed us to to create space in our time and in our mind and in our places of living to create space by not engaging in the things we do engage in during the week, so as to be able to tap in to the Kedusha, to the sanctity of Shabbat. So we've already talked about the fact that on the one hand you've got to stop doing melacha because it's Shabbat. If you will focus on... um, on not doing the things which you would normally do because it's my holy day. A day that is dedicated, set aside, assigned for sanctity and the service of Hashem. And you won't do your normal general activities during this day, just the things that are for Hashem. Uh, when it comes to pleasure, also the karate the Shabbat oneg oneg misibat Shabbat. If you're going to have a rest on Shabbos, you're going to relax on Shabbos. Uh, you're going to go for a walk on Shabbos. Do it because it's Shabbos, not because you're tired. Yanshu yom Shabbat. The honor is not to do those things or to do the things which you do because of the sanctity of Shabbat. And by doing that, all of this in honor of Hashem, the honor will be much greater than doing the things you would normally do. You, you'll be careful even not to prepare things for tomorrow. Uh, 
or to talk about what you're going to be doing tomorrow. And the pleasure that you have on Shabbos through eating and resting should not be just for the body. It should be spiritual, it should be soul, um, soul pleasure. And not even to say things that you shouldn't say on Chol. Just to serve Hashem and to be focused on the service of Hashem. And if you think about how far we sometimes are from this picture of what Shabbos is, and certainly when we train young people, it's very difficult to allow young people to do whatever they want on Shabbos as long as it's not technically forbidden, and then expect them as adults to somehow pivot into this much higher level of, of Shabbat observance. And we let the kids just dress however they want and play ball and, and do everything that they do on weekdays. Just don't write, don't use your, your cell phone and don't and, and travel, but, but do whatever else you want. No, Shabbat is a time of Kedushah. And the earlier we can start helping children and young people tap into the Kedushah, the easier it will be for them to deepen their relation to Shabbat, relationship to Shabbos as they get older. But what's really interesting here is why is there this focus on, on certainly in Yeshayahu, on not doing business, which is the underlying difficulty of our Mishnah and our, and our piece of Gomorrah, where the Mishnah says, If you don't get together in a, in a syndicate to buy an animal on Yom Tov, and Rav Yehuda says in the name of Shmuel in the Gomorrah, that means, You can't fix prices for the meat that you're going to buy. You can only determine which pieces and, and what percentage of the animal you'll take, but not to attach a price to it. Um, and and this requirement on Shabbat that we desist from anything relating to business, once we start talking about economic value, that's where it becomes a problem. There's a Rashbo on this piece of Gomorrah that brings the Tosis, which we don't actually have, where Tosis defines what the, the line between what's permitted and what isn't. So just for, for the syndicate to get together and say, we will go in partnership and we will acquire this cow together. That's okay, but just not to assign values. The moment we start assigning values, we're crossing the line. And why is that so important? This is important because Shabbos, by keeping Shabbos this way, we're demonstrating the fact that during the six days that we work, we understand that it is not our work alone that is responsible for our prosperity. Yes, we have to work, and if we don't put in effort and we don't try, there won't be prosperity either. But we've often talked about the fact how very difficult it is to work for six days a week where we see a natural correlation between our effort and our reward and to believe that the correlation is, an, is a false one. That in truth, the, the, our living and our, our prosperity, our economic well-being comes directly from Hashem. Yes, we have to work, but that's not the cause of our well-being. The cause of our well-being is the bracha, is the blessing that Hashem gives us. And Shabbat is the day whereby desisting completely from work and not worrying about it, not thinking about it, not talking about it, we're able to reconnect with the idea of bitachon. We're able to reconnect with the idea that the outcome of our efforts are not in our control. We have to make the efforts. We have to invest our efforts. We have to think. We have to strategize. We have to work. All of that we have to do. But the outcome is not within our control, and nor is it directly correlated only to our efforts. There is another factor that factors into it, and that is the Birkat Hashem, the bracha that Hashem gives us. And Shabbat is the day that allows us to reaffirm our total belief and trust in the fact that the outcome of our economic effort is from Hashem and not, and not under our own control. 
When we do that, then we are able to tap into this unbelievable economic power that I spoke about at the beginning, which is based on the verse in, in Ekev, et Hashem ki hu And you shall remember Hashem your God that He is the one who has given you the power to, to, be, to create wealth. In order to fulfill the promise that he made to your fathers right until this day. He gave you the strength. What strength are we talking about? Are we talking about physical strength? And here there's an amazing Targum Unculus. Unculus is the that Aramaic translation of the Chumash, which is the most authentic uh, translation of the, of the Chumash, of the Torah that we have. And Unculus says, you will remember Hashem, your God, he is the one who implanted in you the idea to invest in a certain opportunity. And that is amazing. That means that the way we invest, there are different ways we invest. Sometimes we, we analyze and we check and we research and, and we make investments. And then we're on our own. We're making investments based on on the scientific or financial criteria and there's a certain success rate we expect and a certain failure rate we expect. But there's another kind of investment that a lot of people make and you'll hear this very often from very successful um, entrepreneurs and, 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 and business people and that is I, I had a gut feel. I just this, this was an investment I just felt was right. I didn't do a whole lot of uh, research. I didn't do a whole lot of due diligence. I met the people. I saw the opportunity. I did whatever I could, and uh, I had to make a decision really quickly, and I did. That inner desire to invest in an opportunity comes from Hashem. That's a form of Ruach HaKodesh. We once sp spoke about the Chassam Sofer's comment that Ruach HaKodesh doesn't always mean prophecy. prophecy. Sometimes it means an intuition that comes from nowhere except a message from Hashem himself that we ought to do something. Um, and it's important that we check that intuitive force. Not every time you have an idea is it a message from Hashem. But in this area, this, this, this feeling, I must invest in this opportunity. If one is keeping Shabbos correctly, and here's the key, if one is keeping Shabbat correctly, if one is, if one is connecting to the fact that my, the outcome of my efforts are from Hashem, not from me, if I'm living my life that way, I know I've got to make the effort, but my efforts are not the only reason for my success. The real reason for my success is ki hu hanoten And I realize that most of my success have come from the economic decisions I've made. And those decisions weren't always highly informed decisions. They were often intuitive decisions. And to recognize those intuitive decisions come from Hashem himself um, and, and not uh, and were not coincidental or just random. The Reish Chochma speaks about this in Shara Ha'ava, that this is one of the ways that Hashem enables our wealth and enables our, our prosperity through giving us the intuitive sense that we need to ma make an investment, that we need to do something in business that we might not otherwise have done. And so we need to listen to that voice. Provided we're accessing it, provided we're aligned to it, provided our Shabbat is a real Shabbat in, in, where, in, in, in which we are very careful not to we completely desist from our businesses and we're able to turn off completely because we know it's in Hashem's hands. If we can do that on Shabbat and we can live our lives with bitachon, then we need to be very sensitive and have our ears open to those intuitive whispers that come from Hashem Himself giving us hints and giving us opportunities that we can take advantage of uh, and hopefully receive bracha and prosperity.